Microsoft decided to break some GPUs in their latest Windows update. 1Password decided that passwords no longer need to be part of 1Password, and NVIDIA decided you no longer need to use your graphics card for just video gaming. Before we get into any of it, don't forget that we're giving away this Asetek PC that they sponsored. It's made by Alienware, but Asetek's providing the cooling for the CPU in there. Ryzen 7 5800X, RX 6800 XT, a banger of a system, Asetek, Really great people. The way you can win this, we're drawing the winner next Friday, February 17th, over on Twitch. You just come, you watch, you watch the stream, you earn points to enter into the giveaway that you redeem for giveaway tickets. It's a whole fun time. Live streams that never end. And I'm even recording this entire episode of Hot News live right now as as I'm talking. So you can be part of that in case you want to see hot news before it even comes out on YouTube. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news that I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. And we're going to start off talking today about a recent Microsoft update that happens to break DirectX applications on Intel graphics cards. This is despite the fact that Intel has actually been making a lot of headway in their GPU driver division. And now Microsoft is stopping them short in their tracks with the latest KB update, which is leading to DirectX and Direct3D application stuttering and hiccups that are happening in intermittent scenarios. So it looks like Microsoft is breaking a few things. However, to note, if you are on the latest Intel driver, you should more than likely be fine. However, if you're on an Intel driver from December 2021 or previous, then things are going to be broken. So there's a there's a wide gap. If you haven't updated something like your Intel integrated GPU driver in several years, you might want to do that now. Obviously, this probably likely won't affect as many people if they're on the Arc GPU. But in case you've been experiencing more stuttering lately or you're using your integrated GPU in professional workloads, well, then this could potentially be causing some hiccuping if it's using a direct X or direct 3D application hook to make it so that your integrated GPU not performing as well. But Asus coming out and performing really well and designing an ITX motherboard for the X670E chipset. This is the highest end motherboard that you can get on AMD's lineup right now. And the way that they've done it on mini ITX is weird because you kind of have to have two chipsets in order to get X670E to work. And the way they've done that, it's being found out, is by putting a chipset on a stick and then sticking that in an M.2 port. And so the chipset is on a stick and it's also on the motherboard and it's a whole host of things on a motherboard that costs a minimum of $450. That's the lowest price in 30 days. It looks like it's an ingenuitive way to get chipsets on chipsets. And speaking of lowest price in 30 days, we've got Reese bringing you the hottest tech deals out on the internet. I want to hear what he has to say. Hey friends, welcome back to UFT Deals, bringing the hottest tech deals out on the internet. Unlike yesterday, where I was stuck in morning traffic in the rain and you know how it goes. I also recorded the first take of this without any audio, so great start. And a great start to today's deals is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for Nintendo Switch. I don't care what anyone says, I will recommend this game into the ground. It's still one of my top five games of all time. This discount is coming straight off the heels of the Nintendo Direct where they showed off more of the sequel Tears of the Kingdom which you have less than 100 days to pick this up and play it before the next game comes out and at $40.99 I think it's a great pickup. And then secondly, we have the Gigabyte Aorus 32 gig kit of DDR5 running at 5200 megahertz at CL40. We were just speaking about the super slick blacked out versions of RAM the other day in UFT deals. And at $129.99, it is $119 or 47% off. And then lastly, we have the Lenovo IdeaPad 3i Gaming with its 15.6 inch 1080p display, an Intel 
Core i5-12500H, RTX 3050 graphics card, 8 gigs of DDR4M and a 512 gig M.2 SSD. You can pick this up for only $649.99, which is $350 off and the lowest price in 30 days. And that's it, them's the deals. You know where to find the links. They'll be down in the video description. And with that, I'm gonna hand you off back to Brett for the rest of your hot news. Cheers. Thank you, very cool, Reese. And while you have definitely made a dent in the wallets of people who watch hot news around here, it turns out that Google Stadia didn't make a dent in the market share when it came to cloud gaming with reports coming out on just exactly what the market share was on cloud gaming providers. And it makes a lot of sense because Stadia recently shut down, but it's worse when you look at the numbers specifically. So in 2021, Google Stadia had between five and 10% of the cloud gaming market share. GeForce now is 20 to 30. PlayStation Cloud Gaming surprisingly was 30 to 40% and xCloud was 20 to 30%. I personally have not heard of anybody who uses PlayStation station now so i'm shocked to see it being that high especially above geforce now but in 2022 things really took a turn for the worse luna launched for amazon and conquered zero to five percent of the market share google stadia dropped to zero to five percent of the market share playstation cloud gaming also dropped to 10 to 20 percent geforce now also dropped down to 10 to 20 and microsoft decided that they were going to take the lion's share coming out to 60 to 70 percent of the cloud gaming market obviously this is part of microsoft's attempt at getting Game Pass in the hands of everybody. If you're paying for the highest level of Game Pass, you get Xbox Cloud Streaming included with that on your mobile device or elsewhere. So it makes a lot of sense. They have a very good setup that's integrated in not only their console ecosystem, but also in the PC ecosystem. So them conquering the cloud gaming market makes a lot of sense. Stadia losing the cloud gaming market makes a lot of sense. And I am just continuing to be shocked that PlayStation Cloud Gaming is as popular as GeForce now. And what's super popular right now is using passwords to log into things, but many companies, including Apple, Microsoft, Google, are trying to move away from passwords over to pass keys. And one of the authentication companies who helps to store your passwords, one passwords decided that they're moving on to pass keys as well, with them saying that sometime this summer they're gonna move into pass key based login into one password itself. They've already announced that they're gonna be using pass keys for logging into different sites starting in spring of this year, but this is another step for them to say that they are going all in on passkeys and likely might need to change their name at some point to potentially be called one passkey and they're going to have that rolling out sometime this summer which just is going to be a new wave of biometric and regular security features being baked in at the level to make it so that the typical user is not necessarily struggling to remember passwords or to use a password authentication it's actually based on the passkeys and hopefully will make things more secure and more simple at the same time, which is what you want Twitter to do with their rules rolling out for their API access. They recently announced that they were gonna make it exclusively paid. However, that rolled back in a couple of tweets with Elon Musk saying that maybe good bots could get free API access. And Twitter now solidifying those rules with Twitter dev tweeting out that paid basic access that offers low level of API usage and access to ads API for a $100 monthly fee. However, a new form of free access will be introduced as this is extremely important to our ecosystem limited to tweet creations of up to 1500 tweets per month for a single authenticated user token, including login with Twitter. So it does appear like this is going to allow for different bots like the Pepito the cat story that we talked about that got Elon Musk to change his mind where it simply was tweeting out whether or not the cat was going in and out of the cat door. It seemed to be good content that people really enjoy on Twitter. And so this would allow for that to happen. However, bots that typically use more than 1500 tweets will likely have to start at that $100 a month pay premium. 
and a pay premium is likely what you're gonna have to do if you wanna listen to Comcast in the fact that they are rolling out and expanding to the largest and fastest multi-gig rollout of their Xfinity 10 gig network for 10 million homes and businesses announcing that they are embarking upon this and getting ahead of schedule on more than 40 markets delivering 10 gig networking in Atlanta, Boston, Chicago, Denver, Houston, Miami, Philadelphia, Salt Lake City, Seattle, San Francisco, Washington, DC, and others. And that a full deployment will happen for 50 million homes by 2025, utilizing Doxus 4 in order to deliver these 10 gig networkings. I know that here, when I was looking to sign up with my ISP, I had the choice between Xfinity and Verizon Fios. Fios offered gigabit up and down. Xfinity offered two gig down and one gig up. However, based on the things that I've heard about Comcast and their customer service, I declined to go with that and went with the slower speed. Let me know if Comcast rolled out 10 gig networking in your area, would you switch over to it? It probably will likely require like a complete overhaul of your internal infrastructure as well if you're using switches and routers and just regular gigabit situations. I wanna hear from you, 10 gig rollout. Is this something that you're really looking forward to? Let me know down below in those comments. And Corsair also rolling out some new integration for their RGB software in IQ, expanding it to just go beyond the Corsair ecosystem. It can now integrate Philips Hue as well as NanoLeafs in order to create murals for what they're calling is state-of-the-art lighting that can expand, play the lighting from videos and GIFs on different panels, including in your PC, on your keyboards with the NanoLeaf panels that you have, as well as with Philips Hue lighting. So rolling out and making it so that it's a more robust ecosystem and that you can design your entire setup the way that you want to, not just limited to your PC. And NVIDIA is rolling out a much anticipated feature known as RTX Video Super Resolution. We talked about previously how Google Chrome was rolling this out in Chrome, as well as Chromium updates to support NVIDIA's VSR feature, but now it's officially being announced as coming out in a driver update later this month. So this is gonna be on a brand new branch of NVIDIA's graphics drivers, the R530 branch, and currently the drivers are on R520. This is necessary in order to support this feature, but NVIDIA continuing on to say that not only is this gonna be supported in Chrome, but it's actually gonna be baked in at the NVIDIA control panel level so that you're not enabling it in your web browser, but it's actually gonna be a system-wide option that's toggled on or off in the NVIDIA control panel and will likely verify at the driver level whether or not you can use it. This is probably to help mitigate unsupported GPUs using VSR. We saw some workarounds when NVIDIA launched RTX Voice. They actually got GTX graphics cards to utilize this. NVIDIA is looking like they're taking a few more precautions to make sure that the RTX 30 and 40 series that are supposed to use this are the only GPUs using this and the RTX 20 series should be getting an update later this year to allow them to use VSR. VSR is hotly anticipated because of it being able to up-res videos using NVIDIA's AI technology, potentially making it so that you only have to subscribe to a 1080p tier of some sort of video service and then it can upgrade it to 4K. Or if you're watching a lower resolution video, it could also upscale it for you to make it look higher quality using the same image generation that they're using in video games at the current moment. Let me know if you have any good implementations of VSR that you're looking forward to, whether it be for just watching some streaming content or any other use cases that likely haven't been thought of that some of the ideas are that it could also be used for cloud gaming in video's GeForce. Now you have a 1080p tier, it's upscaling it automatically using your GPU to get it to 4K. But if you have a 30 or 40 series GPU, why are you using GeForce now? 
Not quite sure. Let me know down below in the comments. I'm going to let you know that this episode of Hot News is over. Don't forget to come join us over on Twitch for the giveaway that we're doing of this Ace of Tech sponsored Alienware PC, Ryzen 7 5800X, RX 6800 XT. Gracious people over at Ace of Tech. Great at cooling, greater at being really good people to partner with. We're giving this away. Come join us on Twitch for that. I'd love to see you there. And I'll see you back here for Hot News on Monday.